On tonight's episode of the Libra Lounge with Keisha, we discuss Fartgate, also stupid shit that my parents tend to say. Producer James is going to tell us all about the Houston podcast scene, and we're going to have plastic surgery nightmares. That's all tonight on the Libra Lounge with Keisha. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. Producer James and I are already fighting. Uh, I don't know how we're going to get through this show. I'm a firm believer in Mercury retrograde, and he thinks it's total bullshit, but I just feel off balance. Just like, it feels like everything is going in slow motion, and I just can't complete anything. And he doesn't believe that it has anything to do with Mercury retrograde. I don't know why we just can't say you're, I don't know, slow, maybe lazy. Because I wasn't slow and lazy last week. Oh. I was just slow and lazy this week. Okay. And I was rude. And the moon ain't even out yet. So. Should I fire you now? In the middle of the show? Or later on? Which one do you want? Later on. And I was going to let you have a whole little spill. Okay. I was going to let you do your own thing for a little bit tonight, but now I'm going to have to take away that power. Remember, I edit all this, so I literally could have all my own thing and you wouldn't even know it. But I have the pussy, so I... That's in retrograde, too. (laughs) She's flipping it down and reversing it and ain't doing shit. So, anywho, just remember, I still have all the power at the end of the day. And you also fall asleep before I do. So I could stab you in the middle of the night. Is that what you want to have happen? In the head or neck, please. Do you think we would make national news if I did that? Um, probably not the angry black woman killing a white guy. Other way around, it's national news. Hmm. Could you stab me but not kill me, but make it in a way that I'm going to get money from the whole situation? I'd be trying to stab you every night. So y'all know if I come up dead, y'all know exactly who did it. Okay, so today I was sitting now thinking, you know, The winter is trying to come here in Texas. So, you know, it was cold last week. It's it's kind of cold right now. But it made me start to think about all the crazy things that my mother says. And we've had my mom on the show before. Producer James has kind of made fun of some of the things, the way she pronunciates things. Is that correct? Some of the uh, ridiculous way she pronunciates (laughs) things. We're talking about my mama. Sorry. So, okay. So my mom has this weird thing um, about cold air, okay? Now, you guys tell me, if it, I don't know if this is like a black mom thing or like a Hispanic mom thing, but I really only hear it from like either black or Hispanic women. I don't think white women say these kind of things because white women don't just make up shit like black women do. I mean, moms just think of shit and they, it's right because they said it. For example... If it is cold outside, my mom will not let us wash our hair because we'll catch pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Go on. No, even like if you just stay in the house? Yes. Oh, God, no. So let's just say for some unknown reason, you just have to wash your hair um, and it's cold outside. You cannot have the AC on. You can't have a, a fan on or anything like that because you will die of a cold. Of pneumonia. Pneumonia, a cold, whatever. You just can't do it. Okay, that's one. So here's the second one. Cover your ears. You know why? Because you'll die. Because of what? <laughs> uh, cold. Uh-uh, pneumonia. 
You'll, oh. you'll get it and you'll die. Okay, oh, the, so oh, you yeah. have to cover your ears. <clears throat> Literally. <clears throat> the pneumonia. Literally, I can remember a few years back. Oh, oh, man, it was more than a few years back. But anyway, I got in a tooth pulled, and this was during Little League, and we had practice, and practice ended like at 7, so it was dark outside. She was calling me every, like, 30 minutes to make sure I had a scarf over my ears. You know why? Pneumonia? Actually. Oh, <laughs> when it actually could occur outside. Well, hold on. It wasn't even cold during that time, oh. but it was the night air. Oh. She has an extreme fear of night air. You know why? It causes AIDS? Pneumonia. Pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I a can't cold. follow this. Yes. So every 30 minutes, I'm out there trying to act like I'm a big deal and everything. And my mom's calling me saying, do you have the scarf on your ears, Rakesha? Whenever she calls me Rakesha, shit, shit get, gets real. Yeah, shit got yes, real. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Here's another one. If it's cold outside, guess what else you have to do? You have to cover your chest. No chest can be out. You know why? <laughs> pneumonia. 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 Yeah, yeah. No. Well, you know what? I'll say this. When I was a kid, I did get pneumonia like five times. So maybe I traumatized a poor woman for life. <laughs> so she's just afraid that I'm going to get pneumonia and die. So I guess in a way I feel kind of sorry for her, but that shit's really ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, she cannot pronounce the word ridiculous correctly. How does she pronounce it, Producer James? Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, she is really like a Harry Potter spell when she tries to say ridiculous. I mean, I actually told her, you know, it is harder to say it the way that you say it wrong than it is to actually say the word. Yeah, it's more syllables. Yeah, she makes it harder for herself. I'm just like, how about you just, I don't know, fucking say it the right way. Or just say silly. I'll just say nothing. That's, that's yeah. nothing. Okay. The All right. But the problem is. When I make fun of her, yes, it's happened before where I've made fun of her so often mm -hmm. that I start saying the word wrong because yeah. I'm locked in. He couldn't say ridiculous the correct way for like seven months. I had to like, like totally he kept making rehab. fun of her. So he cannot, he had to really go back to a speech therapist and everything to be able to say ridiculous correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Which was ridiculous. ridiculous. All right. So to be fair, I have to make fun of my dad too. All right. <clears throat> he in his old age every once in a while he'll try to be he'll make an attempt to be politically correct so uh one of my cousins came out and um my dad called me and he was like i gotta tell you something I'm like okay i don't even know how i'm gonna say this and i'm like oh my god so i'm thinking did pneumonia. Someone die pneumonia. I'm like, did someone die of pneumonia? Did someone die from the night air? Did they not have their chest covered? Were did they not on? have earbuds on? Okay, so he's he's just sounding so somber. And I'm like, what is it? Your cousin, she is in a full-blown homosexual relationship. Full-blown. Oh, okay. Really? That, I'm like, I thought someone fucking died. He's like, did you hear what I said? I'm like, yeah, she's a lesbian. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a full-blown homosexual relationship. And I kept thinking to myself, but what's a half-blown homosexual relationship? Does that mean you're bi? 
Well, I know what half blown means. Mm, that leads to blue balls, doesn't <laughs> exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think is going to be a problem for her since she's a lesbian. You don't have to worry about that. All right. So those are some of the things that my parents say that are just beyond ridiculous. So I actually forgot to tell you guys that we were going into the gab, but you know, so the gab has already started. <clears throat> All right, Keish, what time is it? Time for the gab. We know she has a really big mouth which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true, too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. So, okay, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this or not, but during an interview with Representative Eric, what is it, Swalwell? Who knows what his name is? It's really not important because you know what? Forever he's going to be known as that guy who farted during an interview with MSNBC. I've got to put my earpiece in because we he's trying to say that it wasn't a fart. So now it's Fartgate and it's also Sharkgate. I think it's Sharkgate because it really sounded like he may have shitted his pants a little bit. But we're going to let you guys listen to it. And we're going to go to our local fart expert, Producer James, and see if he thinks that this was a real fart or was it really a mug scraping across the table. Okay, let's see. All right, here, here we, we go. go, here we go. The evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Play it again. One more Just time. in case you didn't hear it. In case you missed it. <laughs> the evidence is uncontradicted that See, the president look. used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat. That's a fart face. That was a fart face. Yeah. All right. So what we need you guys to do is in the comment section, tell us if you think that was a real fart or it was a mug dragging across the table. I guess the mug was doing it, doing that by itself. Or the mug was attached to somebody's ass who farted. That's what I think it is. So, Producer James, you are a fart expert. Actually, you're such an expert that on Saturday night, I almost choked you for a fart that you let out around my new baby niece. I was oh, pretty yeah. pissed off at you. Sorry. So, your professional opinion, what exactly was that? Okay. I'm going to have to say fart. Think just, fart? I think so. Because uh, it just... Number one, he's a Democrat. Number two, MSNBC is not going to make one of their own look silly. Mm -hmm. And it was just too, I don't know. Fart sounding? Well, that's the thing. In a way, it, it sounded was almost, like a fart. It did, but it almost sounded too perfect. Like it didn't sound like a fart somebody was trying to hold in. Because that does have a different sound. But if you if you go back to the video, you'll see there's a slight pause. A look of slight distress on his face like, I can't hold it in anymore. And he lets it rip. Yeah. Literally, he lets it rip. Well, no matter what anybody says, it sounds like a fart, and perception is reality. Well, here's so. my thing. Can we really trust a politician who doesn't claim his own farts? I don't know. I'm waiting for one that does. That's just concerning to me. I, 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 I don't know. I, you guys tell us what you think, and you know what? We'll calculate everything. I'll send it to Producer James, and then we will decide if it was a fart or not. It was a fart. I bet Trump would claim his farts. Oh, my God. He would have fucking turned his ass to the mic and farted, okay? Yeah. You know him. He would have totally claimed it. And he would have, did you guys smell it? Did you guys smell it? What's it smell like? Can you tell I had meatloaf for lunch? That's how Trump is, okay? All right. So, 
Over the weekend, you know, every once in a while, I have to be kind of a nice wife and kind of let producer James be a rock star, okay? Day to day, he's nowhere near a rock star. No, 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 no. He's a nerdy guy with a pocket protector. He's got his glasses on. He's got the underwear that his mom has his name stitched in. He's that dude. I, on the other hand, I mean, I'm a D-list celebrity, D-list celebrity, but... This weekend, I decided, out of the kindness of my heart, you know what? It is time for producer James to go out there and shine. And I let him do that. So, tell us what happened on Saturday. So, mm -hmm. our uh, local Houston podcast community mm -hmm. had a meetup called the H-Town Podfest 2019. Mm -hmm. It was at uh, Bar Boheme in downtown and I got to say, it was an excellent time. Okay, all right. All so right. we met, uh, met a number of the other podcasts Look, okay. in the area. If you can't make this story a little bit more entertaining, we're just going to cut it short. Okay, well, I'm just going to give a quick shout-out to those that, that I met. Oh, wait, you're not supposed to give no other motherfucking podcast a shout-out on my show. How dare thee? They just need a little <laughs> bit of promotion. They do need help, though. <laughs> okay, so you go to this bar. Uh, I'm sure there were some people that we met at Comic Palooza. There was. When we were on the uh, podcasting panel. So I'm sure you saw some of them, but did you meet a lot of other people? I did. So uh, some of the ones that I met, I met um, the lady that does the Murder City podcast, uh -huh. which is uh, Houston True Crime. Mm -hmm. uh, very good show. Mm -hmm. uh, I met the two dudes who do H-Town Lowdown. Just a couple of friends who talk sports. Okay. They're pretty new mm -hmm. at it, so they had a lot of questions. Uh, I met Dicey Grinner and Chantel Renee mm -hmm. from the Sex and Horror Show, mm -hmm. which we got to get them on the show because they were their whole show is nothing but uncensored sex talk, horror show talk. I mean, everything right up your alley. So not last week's show, but the show before that, they probably would have been very interested in that. They would have been. If you guys don't remember, that's when we had Sweet Dolce. 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 Uh, you know, the one who sells her uh, worn panties and, you know, Other guys things. can, yeah, she sells her shit, but continue. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, literally, she sells shit. Yeah, literally. Like, shit, shit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So it was great. Um, a lot of questions. We got met some listeners, too, that mm -hmm. were there. Uh, good time all around. Check out those shows. And uh, if you really like entertainment, Houston's got some really good shows, and uh, everybody's coming up. We're talking about trying to put together a live show in mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. So maybe a couple of uh, shows get together with the Libra Lounge. We do at the Houston Improv, something like that. Mm -hmm. So just uh, stay tuned because Houston's popping. Well, if podcasts. I'm not headlining, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I told everybody <laughs> that. I said, if, if she ain't on top, she ain't if coming. If I'm not on top, I'm not doing it. I was like, Meh. So when you went... Okay, you can you you can kind of you know brag a little bit. Were you like a rock star when you came in there and said that you were married to me? You know, you rode in on my coattail. Did any of that kind of stuff happen? Did anyone was, know you because of me? There was a few people who asked. Don't be Keisha? a liar. Tell the truth. No, there were some people who asked. Where's Keisha? And how many? Show. About four or five. That's a lie. It was about 30 of them. Oh. Because they all sent me messages. Like, okay, why did really? you send your fucking dumbass husband? Well, we were looking forward to you. Like, he was just, why was he there? Isn't he just a fucking producer, like, behind the scenes? 
I'm like, I know, I know, you know, let him go out for a night. And, you know, they said you were walking around telling everyone you were my husband and this, 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 and that. And you even went up to people and asked them if you can give them my autograph. But since I wasn't there, <laughs> you were going to sign it for me. You did. I heard you did that. Yeah, I did that. I heard that people were like, man, I wish Keisha were here so I can take a picture with her. And then you jumped into the selfie. Well, we got to represent the brand. You're not the brand. I know. That show looked like a black face to me. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying. But did it feel good? It was good. Did you good. feel like Stepman? You know, I'm Oprah, you're Stepman. Is that how it felt? Yeah, that's exactly how it felt. But just like a really poor version of Oprah and Stepman. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. It was good. Good time. Yeah. Houston does have a really, really, really good podcast family. Um, with me being the leader of all of that, um, the more popular podcast, the uh, one with more ratings and um, more followers. And uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't go. I had a good time conversing with our peers in the entertainment industry. What would have been different if I had gone? Oh, God. What? What do you think I would have done? You would have found like the biggest corner, sat there and just said, James, don't let anybody come up to me who has less than 5,000 followers. I will not speak to them. I worked hard for my almost 10,000 followers, okay? I know. I hustled my ass. From... So here's the funny part. Is that I'm just not a really big going out person. I'm really not. Like the simple fact that I stayed home and was still being a total fucking rock star somewhere else. I mean, <laughs> that is how Kim Kardashian feels. Like, you know what? I'm going to let Kanye go. Everyone's just going to ask about me. Is that how it was? Yep. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You and Kanye this weekend got all the props. Yes. So we are hoping that uh, we will get an interview with someone who was actually at Lakewood Church this past Sunday when Kanye was there. Uh, I heard that they broke like some kind of record of like the most people and like a Christian something. Probably the most black people since have been there since Harvey. No, I heard that they did like a tap. Like they once oh. they had so many black people, they said no more. That's a quota. That yeah, well, done. We're done. If we accept any more, we have a chance of a riot. They're gonna be stealing shit in here. Um, they're gonna be breaking shit, and you know the collection plate money's gonna come up short. And you know while they're up there playing a Christian song, Kanye's cousin's gonna jump on stage. So let me flow real quick. Let me flow. Let me flow. Let me taking the microphone from people. Some it wouldn't be like that. Hype, man. Mm. Yes, exactly. Mm. So, yeah. so they tapped it off. They're like, okay, we got enough black people to make it look good, to make it look fair. The rest of you guys. Fucking go back to third ward, fifth ward, or wherever the fuck you're from. That's kind of how it went. Um, but I've I've heard good things, I guess. I mean. Ugh. Well, hopefully we can get our uh, call in later. Yes. All right. So when we get back, we are going to have a plastic surgery nightmare story. So stick to the Libra Lounge. Sassy Class Boutique is the hot spot for your fashion, beauty, and home decor desires. We celebrate women of all shapes and sizes with our trendy collection of regular and plus size clothing. Looking for the right accessories? We have upcycled Louis Vuitton handbags, vegan purses, and jewelry to add sass to your class. We also offer health and beauty products from salon quality hair care to cruelty free makeup. 
Our edgy home decor items will make you the envy of all of your neighbors. Sassy Class Boutique also offers custom items like shirts, hats, and other gifts for any occasion. All of our vendors are female-owned small businesses, and together we are Sassy Class Boutique. Located at 3709 Fatter Drive in Dickinson, Texas, 77539, or shop anytime with us at www.sassyclassboutique.com. Welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. I want to remind you guys to make sure that you like our Facebook page, that you're following us on Instagram, and that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also listen to the show on iTunes. Please give us a five-star rating, and you can listen to us on TuneIn app, Laughable app. Is that everything? Everything for now, but... Uh, Why do you always say for now? Is there something I don't know about? Are we getting like our own syndicated talk show or something? I mean, you say for now. What does that no, really but, mean? Is there like a hidden message with that? No, but we may be soon be coming to other platforms. Hmm. Um, you know, maybe Anchor. Hmm. Maybe some of those. We'll see. And also, you get a lot of bonus treats if you become a Patreon of no, the show. If you become a patron. Patreon. On Patreon. Patreon. Oh, God. Become a Patreon. Support us on Patreon, please. Okay, so I'm going to tell you something real quick. Every time I have to say that word, I think of a Pegasus. I don't know. Why? That word makes me think of a Pegasus. I don't know. That's like saying I say hamburger and think waffle. No, but it, I don't know what it is about that word. Like, I don't know. What, what was that one movie when we were kids? Clash of the Titans. Yes. So was there something that was a Patreon in that? No, there was a Pegasus. Was I know, but I'm like, was the Pegasus's name Patreon? No, his name was Pegasus. Pegasus. Oh. How do you name something that what they are? No, he is That's a... like calling a name. You have a horse and you call it horse. <laughs> Why would you name a Pegasus Pegasus? Because he was Pegasus, the winged horse. There were other winged horses. But he was Pegasus. No, 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 no. A winged horse is a Pegasus. No, a winged horse is a winged horse. No. Pegasus is a specific winged horse. No, they changed the definition. No, they didn't. The, they changed the definition since that movie came out. No, they haven't. If you Google search a Pegasus, it's going to show you a winged horse. Because Pegasus was a winged horse. Yeah, but it's the breed. No, the breed is winged. No, the, the breed is Pegasus. Let's be real clear. Yes. The breed is mythological. Doesn't exist. Okay, let's just get that straight right now. The breed is almost unicorn. Name me one unicorn name. Unicorn. They have names. Yeah, name one. Let me see. What did they call that one unicorn in Harry Potter? The first Harry Potter movie. I can't remember his name, but he had a name. Every one. fucking animal has a name. You don't call a toy poodle toy poodle. You call it by its name. You call the breed toy, is toy right. poodle. But you don't call him toy poodle, right? No, because it yeah. has a name. Yes. So... The winged horse that Which was is the named Pegasus, Pegasus. The Pegasus that no. was not his name. We'll discuss this later because this this right here can go on for days is what okay. you guys don't know. But I want to introduce you all to our guest, Desiree Miller. Who's a human who yes. we're going to refer to as Desiree. Because Desiree is her name. You wouldn't just call her human. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Am I making my point? No. White person? I'm just going to call you white person. That's fine. You don't need a name. That's what I am. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry, y'all don't understand. When we go home tonight, we're seriously going to fight about this. This is like, <laughs> this oh, is God. important. Like, this is a big issue. All right, Desiree. Yes. So, 
tell our audience mm. why you're here tonight. Plastic surgery nightmares. All right. You know, we have shows like Bosch that come on. Yes. Um, I try to get on. Really? I sure did. You want Botched enough? I don't know. I I think maybe it was too long of a letter or maybe they just weren't interested in it. I don't know, but I definitely had a case. I think you should try it again. I think I might. Yeah, and then send them a clip of the show. Oh, yeah. So that I can get my own show on E. There you and go. you get your episode on Botch. Hey, it's I, that's, shot. I mean, that's, hey, that yeah. is teamwork makes the dream work. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the older that I get, the more I'm interested in plastic surgery. But then you meet people and you're like, here, just things that just scare you half to death. So, okay, what surgery did you have done? I had a tummy tuck with mm. lipo. So a tummy tuck with lipo, that's pretty standard, right? It's standard if that's what you're looking for as far as after having kids, you mm -hmm. want to have your body kind of back to shape to where it was right. at one time. Okay. What kind of research did you have? I mean, huh. what made you say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and get plastic surgery, and then what made you really lean towards that decision? Well, I, my son, I gained 50 pounds within – Three months, I was down 60 pounds, so I bounced really quickly. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got that quick snap. Oh, I did. Uh -huh. But with my daughter, I gained over 100 pounds. Mm. And because of that, my body was stretched to spots that I just, right. there was just too much excess skin. Yeah. And then just the weight was just an issue. And then, of course, also just, just not feeling good about yourself. Right, right. You know, you couldn't, li I mean, I knew I never wanted to be in a bikini or be a size zero again, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to feel good about right. myself again. Mm -hmm. So I did... My daughter is 15. She just okay. turned 15. I did years of, like, searching for it, research, making sure which Years of research? Yeah, I did it. I, I, t and I took a long time to make a decision because, okay. for one, I'm petrified of going under the knife. Mm -hmm. And, two, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an extensive surgery. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's a big deal. So um, I went and saw several different doctors. I mm -hmm. uh, saw different uh, types of surgeries that they have from liposuction from a lipo tuck to a to, to just liposuction again and then mm -hmm. just different different angles and different ways and ideas to do it and I just finally went with this one doctor and I did it really because a friend of mine was the anesthesiologist nurse okay okay and I chose that because of that reason the surgeon that you selected, is is that person well-known yes. in the Houston area? He's actually very well-known in the Sugarland area. Oh, shit. I was looking up plastic surgeons today, and I hit one with the Sugarland. Are you going to say his name, or are we going to talk about that after the show? It's completely up to you. It's up to you. Um, well, honestly, it's a doctor in Sugarland, mm -hmm. um, Dr. Vu. Oh, my God. I was on his website today. You know, honestly, it could have been just me. I don't know what the situation was, but something hit a nerve with him wrong, and it just, he... He didn't, he didn't live up to what it's supposed to be. Okay, so you go in for your consultation with him. Wonderful doctor. Okay. Had great bedside manner, was extremely helpful, talked to us about everything, mm -hmm. answered all our questions, concerns, even convinced me at the time not to get a breast, you know, like I wanted to get, you know, breast done too. And he oh, said, so like a mommy makeover? I wanted it all done. Right. And he okay. said, I don't want you to do that right now because I want you to make sure that 
you're proportionate because once this is gone, mm -hmm. these may come out more, you know? So oh, I was like, okay. okay. So he made me feel good about making the decision to do this. Mm -hmm. And um, he did obviously tell me, you need to lose weight to get to an ideal weight so that way you're able to recover quickly and the results will look nicer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, no problem. So, And he also offered one thing that most of them did not what? was a payment plan. And that's important because well, when you're spending ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars in total, I think I think we paid twelve five total, um, you know. And my husband is a designer, so he doesn't whatever if he's not working, we're not getting money. So mm -hmm. you always mm -hmm. want to make sure that you have money at hand. And so they offered us where you could pay up until the time you had surgery. All right, so what did you have to do in order to prepare for the surgery? Well, I had to lose weight. How much did you have to lose? Um, between 10 to 15. Oh, wasn't that bad. much. It yeah. wasn't that much. Yeah. Um, but, of course, it depends on the individual. Mm -hmm. um, make sure that you're in a good shape as far as health-wise, mentally as well. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you are prepared for what your body is about to go through. Mm -hmm. um, and then basically just uh, kept myself, you know positive and then also you have to make sure not to take any antidepressants for two days hmm yeah. why uh antidepressants apparently um counter react with the actual anesthesia okay you said the anesthesiologist was a friend of yours my friend was a nurse mm -hmm. but by the time it was time for me to get the surgery she had quit Oh, shit. And you'd already paid your deposit oh, yeah. and so all of that. So ready to go. you were kind of locked in. Yeah, I was locked in. I wasn't going anywhere. And so I went ahead with the surgery. Mm -hmm. The morning of the surgery, you know, they even did a prayer with me, which was nice, mm -hmm. and went in. And, I mean, the anesthesiologist was just amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, went down for the count. And the next thing I remembered was waking up. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, Desiree's going to tell us what happened once she woke up and why this plastic surgery story turned into a plastic surgery nightmare story. We'll be right back. All righty, we are back with Desiree Miller, who is telling us about her plastic surgery nightmare. Okay, so day of the surgery comes, you wake up. Take us from there. Wake up. Ready to go, excited, mm -hmm. get there, get ready, prepared, prep me, they get me down. Mm -hmm. Within two, two minutes, not even, I'm out. Okay. I wake up, what probably was an hour to two hours later. Mm -hmm. um, that's, a, that's how long the surgery took? You know, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I'm just I know, that. it usually <laughs> feels like a couple of minutes. Like, it felt, yeah, it was like, oh, I'm up. Right, know? did I even get it? Exactly. Like, are we done? So I get up, and sure enough, yes, I have gotten it, and I get up. They um, take me into the other room so that I can put on these horrible, like, pants. Is that like the... Stitcher, yeah. Right. To, oh, my goodness. I man. heard those hurt. I would... Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. So I put those on, got in the car, felt a little wait, nauseous. Wait, wait, You got to go home? Oh, yeah. Okay. This I don't know all, why. This is all outpatient, and it's all done in his office. They don't know. They don't no longer have to go to, to a, a hospital. hospital. Now, now some doctors do, mm -hmm. but other doctors that are have been doing it more often, they mm -hmm. actually have their own medical facilities with everything there, which helps with the costs. And then, and then also it 
to me, it would seem like, okay, this person has been doing this for so long. They are actually doing it right here in their office. So yeah. it's just another thing on the list like, okay, this is going to be good. Positive. All right. So you're on the way home. On the way home, feeling a little nauseous. Mm -hmm. Get to my parents' house because my parents live in Siena mm -hmm. and I live out here. So I, you know, went, laid down, took a pain pill, went to sleep, mm -hmm. got up. And a friend of mine had come visit me, and there was just a ton of blood. You, they'd leave you with these little, I guess they're like drains. Right, uh-huh. And they were just, just flowing with blood. Should that be happening that well, soon? it shouldn't. From what I was told, it's natural for it to happen, mm -hmm. but I was bleeding a lot, a lot more than I should have been. All right, so once that happens, are you freaking out? Are well, you I'm calling? freaking. I'm. I, I didn't even have to freak out. My friend freaked out, and she's like on the phone immediately calling. Was that much blood? Yeah, it was bad. Like she had a, she had a. Of course, I couldn't do anything. She had to change me because I was just in that much distress. I was like, <gasps> so, so was it hurting? It was. It was the most painful thing I've ever. I've had a C-section, and that hurts because I had that hurt. Yeah. So imagine a C-section. No, not times five anything. times oh, no. the amount. Okay, because that night that I had a C-section was some of the worst pain I've ever it been in come. in my life. Yeah. So that's time five. Yep. I'm gonna be. I'm about to be at the doctor's house, knocking on the front. And door. I and I told and I and I keep saying this because I always tell people when they want to do that. Like, please think very hard about mm. that because it's a, it's, it is extremely painful. Okay. It is extremely painful and it's extremely difficult recovery time. So do you think the pain that you were experiencing then was the typical pain you should be in or not? I think what happened with my situation is that I actually, after a couple of days after my surgery, I got a horrible infection in the incision in the incision and what i thought was a belly button turned out it wasn't a belly button it was some other hole i haven't i actually have a hole mm -hmm. in my stomach still still so i have the stuff i have the belly button that they man-made mm -hmm. and then i underneath it i have what they call a butt it mm -hmm. looks like a butt uh-huh well that's kind of like sometimes when um People call them fupas now. Your little kangaroo, can't. Yeah, but that's what I pay twelve thousand five hundred dollars to get rid of. And you still had it. And I still have it. Okay, one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just this. Okay, one. You're in excruciating pain. Horrible. Two. You're bleeding more than what you should be bleeding. Correct. Three. You get an infection, and then four. You still have the thing that you went there to get rid of. I still have the extra skin that I wanted to get rid of. All right. So when did you call your doctor and say something's the, not right? The, the, the second day, the third day, actually. second. The, well, the first night that we were there, my friend called about the blood. Mm -hmm. And then after. What they I, say about that? They said, okay, just drain them. Just make sure to elevate her and things like that. You know, mm -hmm. just things like that. Um, they didn't I'll, act like it was abnormal. No, of nothing no. Like Everything. That. There was no, like, any kind of urgency, urgency. to make it. Yeah. So. Right. I went ahead and did that, but then uh, a couple days later when my incision was starting to turn red, red, almost like a blood red, and I was like, hmm, I don't know if this is That's okay. not supposed to be. Well, uh -uh. finally I started looking at it again, and I actually took the temperature to see it. See how hot it was? It was like at 102, and when I finally called, and I took a temperature too, and I had like 100. Feet, you know, 100 degree fever. Right. And I called the nurse and I said, Hey, she goes, Well, how do you feel? I said, I don't 
feel bad, mm-hmm. but I'm my my skin's on fire. Right. And I sent her pictures because it was just full of pus, and it was just it was so gross. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I'm no. And, I'm I'm actually putting myself. I I'm pretending like I, it's happening to me. Yeah. I'm. It, I it was full I of pus, and you. Out. And I mean, and I I was very. I kept myself clean and dried in that area mm. as much as I could because you had to switch them out as often as you could just mm. to make sure that the dressings were constantly. Because my fear was I don't want to have a huge, horrible scar. Right. But by then it didn't matter because I was going to scar anyway and it's going to look bad anyway. So so what is your husband saying at this point? He, he honestly, my husband's very passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. So he kind of was like, all right, well, we'll go in. We'll see the doctor. So we went and saw the doctor. He looked at it and he said, it looks like it's healing okay. Everything seems okay. And what did he say about the pus? He said, oh, we'll just give you some antibiotics and that's that's it. Well, you'll be fine. And I was like, okay. He goes, come back in a year. Wait, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. When you were doing all of your research. Yeah. At any point, did, did I you, say, yes, did yes. you see any of the shit that just went down? No, did you see it because from what I've heard from other people who've mm-hmm. had plastic surgery, they're like, oh, my doctor saw me like every six weeks until I was perfectly fine. He told he, you to come back in a year. In a year. he. The, I even had a friend tell me that he bent her back and made sure that he couldn't like feel an inch of skin. Oh. And if he did, he fixed it right there for her. I was like, holy What? Was it the same doctor? Was it or was oh, it his it was twin totally brother? Was a, or what was going on? T- I don't know. I don't know. It was, but this this was a different doctor. She was telling me about her experience with another doctor. Uh-huh, okay. But my particular doctor, no. I he literally told me after I'd gone in with the infection, um, in a year come back and then we'll check you out. So, you have an infection. You just okay. How many days out are you from surgery? I'm like a week to two weeks, not even. And you already have an infection. Mm-hmm. You go in. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to give you antibiotics. Correct. And you know what? Good luck. And come see me in a year. If you, exactly. You know? and, then, and, then, and then he said, because I did actually have the concern. I said, you know, I don't like the way that the skin is still there. And I could still feel, a, you know, a, I could still grab some. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, well, in a year, if anything needs to be fixed or anything needs to be adjusted, we can do a little adjustment with liposuction or whatever. Would you have to pay more money? No, because it was part of it. Why wouldn't he just go ahead and say, well, first of all, be more concerned about the damn infection? Well, for well, that that I do totally agree with. It's mm-hmm. just that I don't know. I, and, of course, at that point, I'm just exhausted because it was so painful. Mm-hmm. But um, the reason why they don't do that right away as far as the fixing it up, it's because it does take about a year for the body to finally heal itself. Mm-hmm to where you're able to see the, the swelling and everything going down. Damn, a year? It could take up to a year. In my case, it did because of the fact that I did have a hard surgery, that I had the infection, that mm-hmm. I had the issues with all the stuff that I had gone through. So it did take It wasn't body. you. It's because you had a fucked up doctor. Yeah, yeah. 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 I honestly think that towards the end of his, of the entire thing, I think he just finally said, you know what? I'm, I'm done with her. All right, so he sends you home um, with the antibiotics. Did the nurse call, any of his nurses call to check on you? Never. That is really odd. Yeah, they never called, and they never did anything. I even called, I think, within six or seven months, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to see if, you know, once again, I go, I know I shouldn't be swollen as much, 
but I'm still feeling the skin. I don't like the way it looks. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, whatever. And what did they say? Well, oh, well, you know, just when you come back, we'll make sure to check it out and everything and blah, 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 blah. In six more months. Exactly. So I had a friend who got a little upset mm -hmm. and went on to that real self mm -hmm. and wrote a bad review. Oh, boy. And because of that, when it was time for me to go in. For your checkup. A year later. He went off on me. When you say, okay, so at the six-month mark, mm -hmm. you are, are you still in pain? Oh, my God. I'm still in pain right now. How so long ago was this? This was 2015. And you still have pain from the surgery? I still have pain, and I have phantom itching like you wouldn't believe. All right, six months out, you you know that the surgery that you paid for mm -hmm. didn't happen because you're still seeing things that you're that are not supposed to be there. Oh, it's just uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like if and, you see somebody who has a tummy. Tuck, oh, it's their shit's tight. Tight. Yeah. No. I mean, I have seen people who have had uh, a tummy tuck. They've gained weight everywhere, everywhere around else. except for right there. Like, that's a damn good tummy tuck that's, right there. But that's exactly what happens. That's not in your case. No. All right. So, uh oh, even my earrings don't believe this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, six months. Uh huh. I, I can't get past the fact that it's you have to wait a year, yeah, a year. to see him again. Yep. The nurses are not calling on nope. calling you to check on you. Nope. Even though you had an infection, nope. you call back with concerns and they still told you, well, in six more months, yep. we'll talk about it. Your friend in the meantime writes a review about your case. Yeah. So you find producer James. I was gonna ask what um what was the review written on? Real real self. Real self. What is that? It's a. It's a actually a, a, a. I guess a forum where people go on to leave reviews on doctors. Kind of like Yelp. Like kind of like Health Grade or something mm -hmm. like that. Okay. And so basically, it's giving recommendations or non recommendations or whatever about doctors. So did that review get a lot of comments or did it get? A it lot got of a lot of comments, and when they looked at the pictures, they saw for. They saw clearly that my surgery. I had two plastic surgeons tell me you're going to have to get a whole new tummy tuck. Wow. Wow. And I have it on paper. I have it there. And I'm like, I'm not going through that pain again. Yeah, of course, because you're still in pain from what yeah. you had. When your friend wrote that review, uh, were there any other reviews about this doctor no. on there? Mm -mm. No. No. And they were actually, there were other reviews, but they were other reviews about different services. I believe, honestly, that the service that I got was one that he had not practiced or had done as often. He has done a ton of eyes. Mm -hmm. He has done a ton of other things with the face, but mm -hmm. when it came to the body or breast, no. I mean, I've seen like a thousand episodes of Bosch because my daughter, for some reason, it's one of the shows she's obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And you've got two doctors on the show, but they both specialize in certain things. Exactly. You have one who specializes in face, and then you have one who specializes in body. Yes. All right, here we go. You go for your one-year uh, checkup. I mean, as soon as you come go, in there. The minute I walk in. You're like, the bitch is here. The nurse, the lady in the front looks at me, and she goes, did you write something bad or negative? And I said, no. And she's like, well, I believe that. And I said, I, go, well, I know a friend of mine did because she was very upset. Because I, I would cry every day. 
and she would see that I was upset. Mm -hmm. And I go, no, but I had a friend who actually did. And I said, and she's like, okay, well, I just want to let you know that the doctor read it. And I said, okay. And it's fucking unprofessional. Thank you. So then I go in the nurse who was sweet as can be before Mm -hmm. was a complete C-U-N-T. What, 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 what was she she like? Didn't want to look at me, didn't want to talk to me, didn't want to ask me how I was feeling, didn't want to do anything. And I was like, okay. Doctor came in, the first thing he said, I said, he goes, okay, well, let me see. Yeah, okay. No, hi, how are no, you? Are, nothing, how are you feeling? Nothing, nothing. Let me see. Okay, well, you know, all right, well, I guess I'm done. And then, no. no. And I said, but what happened to the stuff that, you know, you were going to fix? This is still, he goes, well, maybe if you, you, maybe if you guys hadn't written those things about me, I would, <laughs> maybe if you guys hadn't written those things about me and have given me reviews like that, then, you know, maybe this conversation would be different. I am in disbelief. No, I was like, I was shocked. I was upset. I was angry and I didn't know what to do. Well, you know, let's say the same scenario. You came in, he's pissed off because your friend left the review. That may have been the opportunity for him to, I don't know, turn things around. I'm so sorry. What can we do to it, fix this? No, he, he obviously, and you can tell, okay, he's, he's made money. He's made his money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a plastic surgeon who's lost his, his absolute The community. reason why he became a, a doctor. Sur- right. They're there, you know, they always say God complex. God, basically, mm-hmm. That's him. That mm-hmm. was him. He was like, I'm done. I've done my work. To hell with you. You're done. Uh, Doctor, what's his name? Vu. Vu. Okay. You know, you did plastic surgery. You did not, I don't know, build her a new fucking heart. So with your, you know, sitting on your throne up there, I just feel bad for you because that is so unprofessional and that makes someone who's already in pain. Well, I was, I, I'm, I mean, honestly, even to this day, I can't look in the mirror because it just grosses me out. It's it's badly scarred. So <laughs> not only did he not do what he was supposed to do, but he scarred you. He scarred me very badly. Producer James? I was just going to say, I spent years working in uh, part of the medical field, and um, doctors are some of the most... The no, really. No, I'm just kidding. He did. Doctors are some of the most fragile they egos are. ever. And mm-hmm. cardiologists are some of the worst. And neurosurgeons, some of the worst. Uh, it's amazing how it's sad. strong you're supposed to think they are because of what they do, well, but how just ultra fragile the little egos are. They're, They're egos, egos. That, but that's why they become doctors because they want to have that sense of just power. Superiority. So, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and I actually wanted to be a doctor. That's what I went to school for. Mm-hmm. But I'm like... These, some of these doctors, are, they forget why they went into medicine. Do right. no harm. First, you want to first help thing. people to feel and look good. So. Well, he threw that out the window. All right. <laughs> so he looked at everything and pretty much dismissed you. Dismissed me completely. So were you just in the room I, like, what I was, the fuck just happened here? I was in the room like, I was like, okay. That's it? And he walked out. And I I walked out and I looked at the the, the secretary and I said, or the front desk lady, and I was like, I don't even know what to say. You and are a really remarkable woman because I would have at a jackass fool all up in that I office. Literally, they would have called the cops. On I me. literally thought about it, but I was like, I didn't, sure I didn't know. I didn't exhausted. know. I was, I, well, I was exhausted. I was exhausted because every day I had to endure. Let's just put it this way. 
to this day, mm-hmm. and excuse me. No, we, okay. we heard okay. it. We're raunchy on to here. To this day, I, I have to have, like, those support, like, spanks or something. Yeah, uh-huh. To hold it because and it feels you paid like all this it money feels, for that. It feels like it's gonna come out or something. It just doesn't feel it like it just doesn't feel right. And I used and I well I used to be you know commando. That's how I used to mm-hmm. be rolled. Mm-hmm. I was commando. Right now I cannot. I have to have something between me and my clothes because it just it hurts and it just feels weird. Well, okay, you had that in 2015. You should nowhere near be in pain anymore. No. When, what does, what does your stomach look like? Like, you can be as graphic as you want to be. How does it look now? It's actually, it's flat, Mm -hmm. except for that it just, when it goes flat, but then I got my belly button, and then I got this little, little butt. (laughs) It's It's a little butt. It just, and it's, it's like flat, belly button, and then butt. It's like a butt. So it's the fupa area that yeah. you have, but was supposed to be taken away. Yeah. So it's like a little, little, the little fupa. And it, it looks like I look like a butt, like a butt. And it, and there's a huge scar. So it looks like I have two belly buttons. Oh my god, <laughs> this is just insane. No. And then the best part is that this, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be where gone, this, gone, is still there. And. If you go back, was there anything that he did correctly as far as the surgery went? I, okay. Well, his bedside manner to begin with, everything to get me into the table mm-hmm. was perfect. Do you think he realized that he fucked up and just could not admit that he fucked it up? It's quite possible, and he may not have wanted to just, you know, admit it just because of the fact that he did have that kind of complex. I mean, I don't know. I just know that I think to, he finally was at the point where he was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm through with this girl. I want to move on. Because most of his paying customers were, well, paying customers. People were coming in from all over the world to to see see him. him. Yeah, and he's in a, I mean, he's in a field of medicine, too, where he cannot admit he did something wrong. No, he can't. his people will sue immediately. I mean, a a doctor saying I did something wrong is immediately opening him to Other, practice. Yeah. But doctors is, do make mistakes. Of course they do. They're human. They do. But they almost, a doctor himself will almost never admit they make a mistake in a way that's something surgical related or anything like that. The hospital may release a statement. On yeah. Well, he doesn't even have to do it with I, the hospital. That's my point. Yeah. If, if, when you're in private practice, you're almost never going to get a doctor saying, hey, I did something wrong. I'm sorry. No. Because... He will never do that. And the it's fact of the matter that he was so unprofessional, the Very. way he treated me, right. was the part that just... And that's when I finally wrote something and said something. Okay. And I was, like, thrown away. Because I was like, you know what? You want to treat me like that? That's fine. But I'm not going to let any other lady walk right. into this world and right. into this office thinking that she's going to get something from you when, in fact, you don't even care. Did you finish paying him? Of course I did. Oh, you couldn't have been black because I wouldn't pay him well, not one goddamn cent. Well, you, had you had to in order in order to have plastic surgery because it is elective. You have to pay up front. So I did have oh to pay. God. So all my money, <laughs> yeah, all my money that I wanted to twelve thousand dollars, twelve thousand five hundred to be exact. For you're scarred, you're emotional because even with you talking even, now, I, I can see it in your eyes. Oh, it, I, the it, hurt that I can't even tell you how disappointing it is to just. To feel this like this. I'm like, right. oh, it just drives me. 
and that's a lot of money. Well, gosh, yeah, that's it's a ton a of money. money. So I'm like, you know, for that, and I'm like, and then I hear other people who have done it, and they've paid less, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And they look great, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I didn't want to be in a bikini, but right. damn, you wanted to feel a certain way. I wanted to be able a certain to. Way. I wanted people to close my jeans, right? With that having, yeah, having sort of, that, football. you know, yeah. exactly. So I was like, this is all I wanted, and so it's. I always, when when I have a friend who actually was like, oh, I'm gonna get a plus, you know, I'm gonna get a tummy tuck. I'm like, oh. Do you really want one? Because I really need you to make sure that you talk to people who have had it done, look at their stomachs, Mm -hmm. make sure how they, you know, everybody scars differently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hispanic and, you know, Mm African-American as well, we scar very Mm -hmm. differently than what white people do because we have keloids. Right. Other people don't. So my scarring is going to be very very much differently than my friend who's blonde and Mm blue-eyed. So she actually, you know, I told her, I said, you need to do your research. Mm-hmm. Go whenever, you know, like, make sure he does nothing but stomachs. Yeah. that Yeah. Make sure, like, the boob doctor, Dr. Saravino, mm-hmm. he's boobs. If you want boobs done, you go see Dr. Saravino. And I have noticed that because when um, when we first put a call out there for someone who's had a plastic surgery nightmare, when I was getting mm-hmm. ready for the show, I kind of was looking into, because I've never had plastic surgery done, and I noticed that on some doctor's website, websites it's exactly what you said there's two doctors that do breasts there's a doctor who does a uh, body then yeah. there was a doctor who does all face yeah okay that makes sense to me now yeah because you want to make sure that it's not a one-stop shop it's right a, definitely a place where you want to make sure that he specializes it mm-hmm. knows it has done it over and over and mm-hmm. it's going to be like just walking in and you know you know getting back on a bike every time he gets on there because he knows exactly what he needs to do as opposed to a doctor that I went to who probably was like oh I only do these maybe once every 10 years or something you know or once a month or something like that you know you want because when I started looking at the different like reviews that he was getting from other people I did notice that his were mostly eyes eyes where they were doing eye lifts mm-hmm. or eye fat removal and that's a big and, ass difference that, from a tummy and that right there is my fault mm-hmm. that was my fault but my whole reasoning behind it is because of the fact that i knew someone that told me to go because of the fact that she was an anesthesiologist nurse mm-hmm. but and that that's my fault that's my fault I, I should have i should have just gone with someone that just specialized in that but in all honesty, well, people, I you really don't know. I know. In all honestly, I honestly, after all the research that I had done, he was the one doctor that I felt most, most comfortable, comfortable with, and felt you know one he's going to see you naked, two mm-hmm. he's going to have you under the knife, mm-hmm. three he has your body and your life in his hands, right. and finally four he you know he's going to be able to make you or break you, and right. I definitely felt most comfortable with him, and unfortunately, it's not what came out, and I. Honestly, if he had been more compassionate after everything, mm-hmm. I mean, it probably would not have made me so upset about how I feel about it now with him. Well, income tax season is right around the corner. <laughs> so, you know, bitches are already calculated how much they can, uh, how many kids they can add on so they can get enough money back to go get plastic surgery. So right now, speaking to our audience, what advice would you give someone who's thinking about having plastic surgery? Don't do it. No, but besides that, no, if you're going to do it, 
do your research. Talk mm-hmm. to people that have had done correctly. Mm-hmm. Talk to people who've had nightmares. Check to see what the odds and I mean what the the cons and the pros are. Mm-hmm. And and think and honestly have a conversation within yourself and say right. even your spouse and just mm-hmm. say is this really going to make me happy or am I doing it because I want to, you know, look like a model again? Right. You know, it's really something that has to be something for you. Right. Because if it's just to make someone else happy, mm-hmm. forget it. That's a lot of money and a lot of pain. I know. Recovery. So just do your research, talk to people, both the bad and the good, mm-hmm. and really have a come to Jesus with yourself to say, hey, can I, should I, what am I really wanting from this? And then go right. from there. What are some red flags to look for? Um, well, for definitely making sure that the doctor, if you're not seeing the specialty that you're wanting mm-hmm. on his page, mm-hmm. that's don't a red, it. no, don't do it. Okay. If you're not seeing, if you want boobs and you're only seeing neck and back mm-hmm. or butts or something like that. Don't do they it. don't specialize. They in don't specialize. That means okay. you're going to have one booby up, the other one down. And so Lord you, knows we've seen a lot of those. Yeah, I've seen some of those in real life. I'm like, oh, yeah. So you want to make sure that you are you're you're doing your research. You're talking to the people. You're making sure that you're most comfortable with the doctor as well, mm-hmm. because if you're not comfortable with them, then it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And also just making sure you keep the lines of communication open, because right. somehow somewhere in that whole thing, it just didn't you know it just right. got something got lost so yeah I, I i don't even know what to say i'm just so surprised by the way he behaved and how his staff behaved when you went back that was the part that really upset me because i was thinking am i saying i was like i was like really you're his nurse and you're acting like this she should have never even asked you anything no. about did you write a review no nothing they should in my opinion what they should have done was just take me in uh-huh. try to fix the situation yeah. assess it and say okay this is what's going on this is what's happening and if they wanted to mention it that's fine but there's a way to talk to someone mm-hmm. in a professional manner to where you're not demeaning or acting nasty towards them especially when you go to the front office because i mean there's a chance that there could have been other people oh yeah you know what I, that's yeah that's oh gosh now, of course if i own a diner and you tell a bunch of people how much my food sucks I may not want to serve you. Well, it, but that's but, but that's, that's true. But that but <laughs> but I see what you're saying. But the thing is, is that when he when I specifically stated that it was not me, right? That he shouldn't have treated me in that manner. Well, right. just being a professional, he should have said, you know what? I did read the review. How can I make this right? Or how can or how you know or why didn't you tell us how you were yes. feeling or you never made this aware to us and you know I don't know so why he anything. just said cancel your appointment all the way because it was a waste of time Basically. to even go back. Well, especially when I live all the way out here and I right. have to drive all the way to Sugarland. So oh no, I guarantee you, he wanted you to come in just so he could be an asshole. Just to so he work. could be just so he could get his little win in. Well, he 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 got his win in, but you know what? It is what it is. Honestly, I'm the one that. You know, I have to live with it all the time, so whatever. Would you, have you thought about getting it corrected? Yes, I have. And I've actually already spoken to a doctor, mm-hmm. um, but I will not be doing a tummy tuck. It's called a reversal, mm-hmm. where they have to redo it all over again. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm just going to do is have it just sucked out, just that spot. 
the scar the scar is going to be there forever it is what it is and you're right because uh for black people and hispanic people we do scar completely different yeah. from white people yeah. it's a, it's it's a bigger risk for us mm -hmm. um for several different reasons i just i feel i mean because i can see it in your eyes that it is still very very hurtful oh i'm it's i Every day I look in the mirror, when I do look in the mirror, I'm like, that, that motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah thank you. Like yeah, that motherfucker. yeah, mother, not even a motherfucker. He's is a it, motherfucker. I'm like, you're an F. I'm like, that fucking doctor. I can't stand do you him. you want me to send producer James to, I don't know, Beat his break, ass up. Break, break his kneecap? <laughs> that or, would be awesome. Or anything like that. No, and that's the thing. I just, it'll come back on um, well, you know, I just, I hope it doesn't come back on anybody else. Right. That's my, that's the only concern that I have is that. He didn't learn anything from his I mistakes with you. I don't think he did. I honestly don't think, and, and I think it's because of the, 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 the review. The, well, that and the, just the kind of person he is. Yeah, because it's not because of the review. He fucked up during the surgery. Somewhere, somehow, something went wrong, and I, either he didn't take off enough, or, oh, when I asked him about, the hip area if mm. he had taken because i had asked him to like take some hips like yeah. some you know fat out and yeah. stuff he goes well you can't take out fat on the hips because the hips are what holds you up so that right there should have been another red flag for me to say okay but when i was little it didn't have that much fat and it <laughs> held up just right exactly. so what are you talking about <laughs> exactly so yeah well, and, I just, and they don't lie and doctors don't lie Oh my God, hips don't lie. Uh huh. Well, I'm telling you, he could have taken some. I had much You're to spare. You're the corniest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. I can't believe she said, "Oh my God, you have to forgive him. He's That's just, okay. He's just corny." You're married <laughs> to a white man, huh? Yes. So you understand. Oh, you yeah. you get it. You get it. All right. So again, tell us one more time what his doctor's name was. It's Doctor Vu. In Sugarland, Texas. Yes, and I, like I said, he may specialize in the other aspects or other parts of the body. As far as the tummy tuck, I do not recommend. Just let him do your eyes. Let him do, do your, your eyes, eyes or whatever it is. Anything with face. I think he has great reviews in that area, right. which Just I have. Just not body. But as far as body, I don't recommend it. And I'm, not, and I'm saying that only for the simple sake of just, it, it takes a lot out of the person who's getting it done. Right. And then I would hope that the doctor wouldn't want someone else to be disappointed again. I would hope. He was more concerned about the review than anything else than his patient. Yeah. Well, Desiree, thank you so much for sharing your story yeah. with us. Um, I, I don't even know what to say. I feel so horrible that that happened to you. But I'm glad you came out to share your story because you probably have saved someone from... You know, it wasn't a mistake on your part, yeah. but, you know, from having to live with the scars of a doctor's mistake and also the emotional scarring that it also has. So I wish you lots of luck with Thank your you. reversal. Thank you. <laughs> Come up here next time in a bikini so we oh, can know. <laughs> no, girl, those days are over. I'm about to be 46 on Friday, so. Oh, well, happy early birthday. <laughs> All right, guys, we will be right back. We just want to thank each of you guys for tuning in every week and for supporting the Libra Lounge with Keisha. We are starting a new, I guess you can call it season per se. Um, if you have an interesting story, if you've got like, 
I don't know, a crazy profession. You, we just had Desiree who's got a plastic surgery nightmare. If you have something that you want to share, you guys know how we are. We like to laugh. We even make fun of like really important things, but we do like to get messages out there to people. So if you have an interesting story that you want to tell, just send us an email to LibraLoungeRadio at gmail.com and you will have an opportunity if your story doesn't suck, to be on the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast. We'll see you guys next week.